Hey y'all, it's a podcast called Fresh. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. He gets it more than the rest of you. He's better at this than you. Yo, what up though? What it do? What it is? It's a podcast called Fresh. I just told y'all my name. I'm the host. Let's get it. What's good with y'all? How y'all doing? Me? How am I doing? As I always say, I used to tell Ray, I'm well enough to continue the facade of sanity. Just uh, in a weird place right now. Um, my aunt passed Monday. And so I'm dealing with that. It's out of state. And it's just a real weird thing because, of course, I'm. I'm sad she's no longer here. And I, you know, I have a I said, I don't know. I'm sure I said it before. I have a very weird take on death that I didn't know was weird until I um said it to my wife. You know, my dad told me at a young age, everything and everybody you love is going to die. It's inevitable. Every day before you go to sleep, ask God to give you the strength to deal with the day when I die and your mama die because it's going to happen. So, for the most of my life, and I guess I've never seen my old man cry. Funerals, nobody, none of the men and stuff like that on my father's side. So, for I try, I strive to be or to do, you know. Not all the time, you know. Sometimes, you know, your man's eyes might sweat, you know, but it is what it is. But with this situation, and it's just crazy because, um, when Decker was born, you know, the first words I said to him, I made him a promise. And that was between me and him. And I'm going to keep the promise, you know. So, with that being said, I just try to make a point with my people. You know, somebody else I know lost somebody. So, and it's weird because I'm, I'm the pessimist guy, you know. I'm, I'm Captain Grouchy, you know what I'm saying. Every day, you know, I wake up, try to send out a text. You know, a gift, something, you know, like, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? How we doing today? You know, shit like that. And it's weird to me. I feel like Skeletor. Listen, I am not nice. I am not kind. And I am not wonderful. That's just how I feel, you know. So it's weird for me being nice that I'm super duper sub self-conscious. You know what I'm saying? And I would think that if I'm them, I'm thinking this motherfucker's not always this nice. Are you pitying me? Looking down on me, mayhaps. You know. So I feel real weird about it. And then with that, um, you know, I get kind of weird because I'm real serious when I'm, you know, serious about something. And I'm, you know, I try to, you know, cheer somebody up and shit to get pissed. Like, motherfucker, I've been doing this shit for four days. Cheer up. But I got to, you know, have enough sense of myself to step outside of myself and be real about the situation. And I haven't. Sending crazy shit like that to nobody. That's mad, stupid, and insensitive. I wouldn't do that. But it's just weird and the coincidence of, I feel, and I hate to say that shit because I tell wife I don't believe in coincidence. Everything could be explained. And if you can't, more than likely it's due to lack of information or lack of understanding. But she's always like, and I hate to say it, she'd be right like a motherfucker. Things happen for a reason. It's some tough shit. We'll be on some fucking dusty roads all times. 
Give your watch, say, a machine took your job, daddy. Hard times. You know, and she'd be like, it's going to work out, baby. And it do, and I'd be happy. And in the same sense, like, fuck. She was right. I hate that shit. And it's weird, and it's like, maybe, I don't know, and I'm not a real religious person or nothing per se. But I feel like, and I like to say the universe, and I'm not one of those old earthy gemstones and all that, you know, not to knock people if you're into that, more power to you. That is just not I. Even though I do want one of them fucking necklaces, though. Anyway, you know, I like that say universe, you know, and, and that's my thing I've been doing lately because the whole idea of God is just, it messes it up for me. Like I always argue with people. Uh, my homie, um, Amber on Facebook. What up? I know you don't listen to this shit, nigga. He was talking about God, and I was saying the thing that gets me about God is if God can do anything, God can make a world without sin where we have free will and we're happy. Well, this and that. No, if you can do anything, you can do anything. There's no in-between. Either you can do anything or you can't do anything. Then if you can do anything, then you're not doing it because you don't want to, because you can do anything. And that's my whole thing with it, you know. And, you know, if I'm praying to God and you're a person or you're an entity or something like that, and it's just weird because I still do pray to God. Because motherfucker be scared sometimes. <laughs> you know, but for the most part, it just, it, universe is easier for me to deal with because it's like if I ask the universe and the universe is an entity, it's not like, you know, a person or something. Yeah, the universe does what the fuck it does. That's fair. But when it's a person, it's like, I kind of want to know why you didn't give me what I wanted now. If it's the universe and it's like, I just move and things happen, energy flow and sway. I'm like, hey, okay, fuck it. I'm sure everybody else is getting screwed over. You know what I'm saying? I can't prove it. But, you know, when it is when you act like it's an entity and a person and, you know, and then we can rationalize it. And I need to know why in the grand scheme of things, can't I get like a couple meal? I don't even need a lot. I just need enough so I can live well beyond what I'm accustomed to. I wouldn't even be extravagant rich. I'd be low-key rich. Motherfuckers wouldn't even know it. Why can't I get some low-key money? How is that fucking up this the grand scheme of things, the delicate web of destiny? Because if you can do anything, then you can fucking explain it to me. Yeah, you know. Anyway, back to what I was saying, you know. About, uh, you know, how things is working out and stuff. And it's just weird to me that I'm making an effort to be nice and to motivate and uplift. And it's weird to me. And it just gets just mainly because, you know, Bubby, she brainwashed me good early. And, you know, I'm always with the thing I try. I really do try to treat people the way I want to be treated all the time. I really do. Because I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. Sound like I'm fucking running for office. I really do. I, I try to treat people nice. I um, I'm, I'm not racist. I have two black friends and an Indian friend, <laughs> red dot and feather. Anyway, um, ten points to anybody who can guess with um, song and the artist. Fifteen points if you can get the song and the artist for that reference. As we continue, and, and you know, so I just feel weird about that, and I just found that interesting that you know. It's just odd and it's just weird to me and I feel very self-conscious about it. And this with the whole thing of just people's like with my, you know, my fam and their mama or whatever passing. It's just crazy to me, you know, because we I'm at that age now. Like I had made a Facebook status and I was saying I remember being the baby of the family. 
remember it being three grandkids. That was it. You know what I'm saying? And then I remember other people being born. And after a while, I wasn't getting the same attention like I used to. Motherfuckers was pushing me to the back of the line. I got the way. Here comes the baby. Like, damn. They used to call me the baby. Now I'm just Miles. What about Raven? What about me? No, but now it's like, you know what? No, better yet, back, you know, then during that time, it was always somebody to look up to. I had my uncles and them, and they were still older than me, adults, but they were younger. They were the youngest versions of them that I had ever seen or had, will have seen. So they was all like young and in a prime. And niggas is all virile and shit. Yeah, you know, like, oh, playing football, chasing us down the street was, you know. Then, you know, you had grandma and then them and whatever. And it was just the hierarchy. And it was just like, okay, it was a difference. It's these many people in between me and grandma and age and all that. Now it's like, as time goes on, I'm getting closer and closer to that OG status. Status. You know what I'm saying? And it's weird, you know, because now with the whole thing, like, I remember when my grandmother passed, they, uh, my other grandmother had passed. They had told me, and then I had to tell my mother. And that was crazy for me because I assume she knew. But it just, at that point, knowing that, um, they trusted me, you know, like, nigga, you in the loop. This is some adult shit. You know, but anyway, that's just my thoughts with that. And I don't know. And just, just, you know, venting to y'all. It's weird for me to deal with it now. As far as the whole death thing, because I have kids. And, you know, I said it on my Facebook and somebody was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Just so much more now because I have a son. Oh, your daughter's on me. Oh, no, my fucking daughter's of everything. Don't, don't ever get that twisted. You know what I'm saying? But my son and my daughters. And I want to see my daughters grow up. I want to see my son grow up. You know, I want to teach my son things, manly things, you know. And up till now, and really, till, you know, I came a father, I never was scared to die. I didn't give a fuck. You know, if I, like my old man used to say, if I wasn't here and I'd be missing. But now it's like, nigga. I live for my kids. I live for my girls. I live for my boy, for my wife. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing here that's giving me interest besides them. I got to see how their story ends. I got to make sure everything's good for them. I want to be with them every second, every day if I can. But um, looks like Raul was motioning to me. It's time for a break. So um, I didn't even cover half the stuff I wanted to in this little monologue. But anyway, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, so thank y'all for listening. Be back in a second. Podcast call, fresh, flirt up. What's good? My name's Quentin, and I'm the newest sponsor of a podcast called Fresh. I'm sure you're asking yourself, what did this brother do? I'm glad you're thinking that. I reduce the stress as well as provide good mental health to the community. That's right. Your boy Q sells medical cannabis. And before you go judging, we live in Detroit, so it's legal here. I got Kush, OG, OG Kush, Diesel, Diesel Kush, Undertaker, Undertaker Kush, even some of that HBK too. 
We got that Trump Kush. You know that shit smells good, good, but smokes like Reggie's. We got that Pokemon Kush for you niggas playing Sword and Shield. I even got the rare shiny Pokemon Kush too. So hit me up on Facebook or get my number from Miles. Thanks for your time. I'm Quentin. Finally, a podcast called Fresh has returned. Thank God. Yo, what up? Podcast called Fresh. That goes that. Let's get it. All right. So this right here is a suggestion of something I should do from my legal property slash best friend, woman, lady, wife. She was saying I should talk more about some topical things. And I was kind of reluctant to it because I don't like having to do. I don't know. It's like a rule. You know, I'm not having to do shit. I'm fucking rebellious as hell. And because I don't like having to chase what's popping. Like, oh, this shit happened. Like, run up, run upstairs and record. I run to the studio and record. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like doing that. I do what the fuck I do, what the fuck I want to. But as wife was saying, nigga, if it takes one or two trending topics to touch on, and they'll touch on the rest of your shit. All right. I, I will fucking, I'll do some, this is my shiny suit shit. It ain't that bad. It's not it, you know. So, I don't know if y'all have seen this uh fucking shit with, with fucking Diamond and Silk. The two bitches cooning. And I'm, I'm going to use that word a lot because I can't say it on Facebook and shit no more. So, coon, 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 coon. That's just a test. Those are my test coons. Be it Diamond and Silk. I'm mad they got the two most fucking hooker prostitutish names. Which is quite fitting because them hoes is tricking for Trunk, for Trump. <laughs> Need to have a shirt. Tricking for Trump. What? Tricking for Trump. What? Tricking for Trump. Hey, tricking for Trump. Tr- tr- tricking for Trump. Watch somebody fucking make a bite of that shit and they'll fucking smear me for that shit. Miles Amadeus Prower not only endorses Trump, makes a rap song and they have fucking Diamond and Silk digging that shit. Be twerking like, hey, hey. I would make them bitches stand behind me and shoot myself and take them out too. Anyway. But I don't know if y'all saw that shit down there, you know. You got to Raul has it. He's going to um play a clip that um we prepared for you guys cuz we have found out, I don't know if the math was wrong or whatever it was. We looked in the books. I don't give a fuck. It's done now. There was a little bit of money left over in the hyphen budget. So uh we got some shit made. Here you go, check it out. Two great people, diamond and silk, right? We love them. Okay, y'all know we about to win another election. And I saw Minnie Mike on fire. Uh-huh. Minnie, Minnie. President Trump is this high. Uh-huh. You got to be this high to ride. Thank you. Thank you, Raul. Fortunately, that um pretty much depleted the budget. 
But it was worth it. So anyway, as I'm saying, man, that shit, you know, you heard that shit, and it's pissing me off. And it's like, for all the black-on-black crime, for all the random black people who die on some bullshit, why can't somebody take these hoes out or people like this out? I like Ben Carson. Like, we need, like, the NAACP need, like, a special assassin slash task force to just silently take out niggas who be cooning. And speaking of cooning, get back to what I was talking about. What's up with this shit with Flavor Flav's funny nigga, a white man broke up fucking public enemy? Think about that shit. Ain't that crazy? But yeah, Chuck D kicked Flav out because he don't want to endorse Bernie, which I don't knock him. You know, and then he did say some cool shit about Trump. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, nigga, it's Flavor Flav. You know what to expect from him? That nigga is a fucking menstrual show. However you look at it, no matter how we love the nigga, he is fucking when you think of shucking and jiving. Nigga, Flavor Flav shucks and jives. It's an important part of hip hop. But when you think of integrity and morals, you don't think of Flavor Flav. And I'm not knocking that nigga. And he probably has more money than I'll ever see in my life. Still. But I just find that was funny. I don't know if any of y'all thought that was interesting. But back to these bitches. Ready, set, go. These goons. Yeah, it just pissed me off, man. Just seeing that shit and seeing these hoes. And it's literally like they up there, you know. Man, me. It just pissed me off, man. And I don't know about y'all. Just that shit just make my blood boil. And I can't stand that shit because it's so funny. When you talk to people about politics and shit, and I'm not going to get into that shit. This nigga be saying, what you going to do, man? I vote local. I don't vote for president. Nick, why? Until they, got, until they get rid of fucking electoral college, it don't fucking matter. Fucking, if y'all understand that, check out I Black Man Podcast. I've said that shit many times in the podcast. It's on iTunes, Anchor, a lot of places. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Speaking of I Black Man. Some shit made my day. I had uh, somebody I used to work with hit me up and they were just asking me about podcasts. And shout out to them. They got a podcast called Delicate Dominance. Check it out. Hella hot water. If I have any say at some point, I'll be on that podcast and maybe have them do some. I don't know if they want to be on here. We, we work out something. But anyway, I'm going to, if I got to, you know, do it myself, make an ad or something for them. But check it out. Uh, Delicate Dominance is on Anchor. I don't know if it's on any other platforms, but I know as far as right now, it is on Anchor. So anyway, speaking to, uh, you know, one of the hosts of said podcast. What was that? Delicate Dominance, which is asking me about um, I Black Man podcast plug. And, you know, was I still doing it? And I was like, nah, not really. I'm kind of on hiatus. I want to go back, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Same thing I said every, you know. You said this shit like every two episodes. Nigga, go do that shit. Now, fuck you. And you're right. Anyway. But, yeah. And she was just saying, you know, how she appreciated the podcast. She liked what I was saying and shit. And how I was holding it down with just me. And that really made me, you know, feel good. You know. And also made me feel a little bit better for switching up, trying to do the format a little different on here. Opposed to just getting on here comics and out. Want to get his little soul, and I don't mean soul. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess I mean that, but I meant like you know, substance, and spirit. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Okay. Before I forget, main thing my wife was telling me about is this clip of Jocelyn Hernandez, old girl from uh, Love and Hip Hop, the Puerto Rican princess or whatever. You know. So 
It was a clip wife had brought to my attention. It was peeping to me the stuff the people were saying about it. Long story short, you know, she had did some shit, disrespectful shit, was feeding. They on some marriage boot camp shit or whatever. And she had was, I guess, had some food that was on a stick on a, like, a kebab fashion, if you will. And, you know, she fed him. And was like, you know, don't tell my man. He was watching on some camera. Shit came down there, shut that shit out, went off on this woman. She realized how mad she was. She said she was sorry. She got down on the ground. I was like, nigga, I'm so sorry. Figure, I'm, I'm so sorry. I kiss your feet. And I was trying to kiss his feet, which was crying and shit, you know. I kind of fell for, you know, the, the, the bit that I'm able to feel for people. And, you know, so my wife asked my opinion about it. And I was like, you know, I get it, you know, because at the end of the day, when you truly love somebody, nigga, there is no pride. You know, like when I used to listen, I ain't too proud to bed. My uncles and my dad knew me, you know, singing and shit. And I used to be like, this nigga sound like a hoe. I, I don't see was was this nigga sounds weak for some broad. This sounds like some bitch shit to me. Why are we singing this? My uncle was like, dog, one day when you get you a bad one, God forbid if you find the one, you get you a bad one. And when you lose them or you love them, nigga, you don't care what nobody think. You want that girl. For real? Yeah. Didn't understand. You fell in love. I got it. You don't give a fuck what nobody think. You know, and that's why a lot of time they say love is blind because you don't care, you know. And I'm not sitting on here advocating women if you're mad, kiss your man's feet and nothing like that or kissing anybody's feet, you know. But the sincerity is real. And I guess like I was telling my wife, it was funny, you know. She was just saying about a lot of chicks or what they were saying about it and commenting and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it for the most part. Yeah, don't 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 kiss nobody's feet. Don't don't bow to nobody. But at the end of the day, if you in love, you got to do what the fuck you got to do. So I guess that's my two cents on that. But take a break. Once again, my name is Miles Amadeus Prower. This is a podcast called Fresh, part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Blurred up. We do it for the culture, not the vultures. It's a podcast called Fresh. Okay. I'm running out of shit to say when I'm back. So, what I just said. Podcast called Fresh. What up, though? All right, yo, check it out. I just finished watching this movie called Promare. So, um, I guess you can call it an anime, animated movie. Of course, it's an animated movie. Oh, yeah, definitely anime. It's 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 dope. It's um caught myself trying to watch it and uh take notes on my iPhone. And uh it had my full attention. I had to put the phone down. Of course I had to read subtitles too, but pause whatever it was he was talking about. And I wanna take some time to show a little appreciation for a series that came out about seven years ago. The release date was about two thousand thirteen, I think. And the name of that series was Kill La Kill by Studio Trigger. Now, if you don't know Studio Trigger's work, you should by now for sure. It's been many years since they first came together. Studio Trigger came from Studio Gainix, and the proper name is actually Trigger Inc. And uh, just Gainix, respectfully. 
And let's see, if you don't know any of their work, then I don't know where you've been the last 20 years of anime. <laughs> Gainax's biggest titles is probably, uh, what do you think? Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion and Gurren Lagann, which is actually Studio Gainax, not Studio Trigger. I had to look it up, make sure, for, make sure for, that it was, that's what it was. Studio Trigger's biggest name besides Kill La Kill is probably their most recent release, Primore. They have a few other titles that I really wish I could watch because they look pretty, pretty interesting. I believe one was Space something, Luluko, Lukoko, something like that. And um, Little Witch Academia, which is actually on Netflix right now. I just finished season one of that. I got to finish season two. It was getting pretty decent. And I would say that was more geared towards kids more than anything. But let's come back to Kill la Kill, which is probably one of their biggest breakout titles. Kill la Kill stars a young girl by the name of Ryoko Matoi. And... Um, the student council head of Hanoji Academy, Satsuki Kirin. Ryoko is seeking vengeance for her father, who was killed by a woman wielding half of a scissor blade. Ryoko herself wields the other half of the scissor blade while she searches for this mysterious killer. She comes across Satsuki, who is, like I said, the student body council president of Hanoji Academy. Hanoji Academy is in Hanoji City, and in this place, Satsuki's word is absolute law. What she says goes no matter what. I don't even think there's even really a government to be spoken of anywhere in this world. Now, to bring you, um, the world itself is, I don't know, it's insane. It's crazy. If you've seen any of Studio Trigger's work, you'll know they animate with the most ridiculous sight gags anyone can think of. Think of old school Chuck Avery animation with the eye popping and explosions and body parts and all this kind of crazy stuff. And add that to anime and you just get the most magnificent mix of craziness that you could ever have. The animation itself is top notch in my opinion. I love it. Um, you have like just, like I say, lots of crazy visual sight gags. You got characters that just well, hit a wall at top speed and get up like nothing's happened. And uh, my personal favorite character, Mako Makanshok, who is uh, Ryoko's best friend of the series, she is just the silliest little thing. And she do the craziest little things. And she just pops up like nothing's happened. I love her. Ryoko and Satsuki have like one of the top on-site beefs, in my opinion. Whenever they see each other, they're going to fight. Because Ryoko really doesn't know what's going on. And Satsuki is just like so obnoxious and overbearing and just conceded in all, all possible ways. But as you go through the story, you start to learn there's more going on to just what meets the eye. It's not just somebody being crazy or power hungry. She's actually trying to build an armada to stop her mother, one of my favorite villains. I swear she is just so ruthless and just, I don't understand how this series didn't get much more acclaim than it probably did. But, um, Ragio Kirin, I'm trying not to butcher this name too much, is just a crazy, power-hungry woman whose overall plan is bigger than anyone could have ever thought. I don't want to get too many spoilers. Let's just say clothing is like the biggest thing in this in this entire series. It's a weird. I'm sure there's a bunch of metaphors I was missing throughout the entire series. But um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. Um, if you haven't seen it, I guarantee you should go watch it. Definitely go give it a look. I just watched it for the second time since I initially watched it many years ago. It's my first time watching it in the English dub, and I want to say kudos to the English voice actors. They did a very good job. I like it a lot. I felt that the voices match the voices matched the characters to a T, and whoever voiced Ragio, kudos to you because that woman made some of the most perverse sexual noises anyone 
could have made in a non-sexual <laughs> animation and some of those like oh my goodness i swear just go give it a watch it's not for kids i would say don't let them watch don't let them watch little witch academia that's more towards kids that's not a pretty that's a pretty decent series itself but it's kill i kill is totally different it's that it's not for kids really it's just a weird crazy series i would say go i'll give it double thumbs up it's an a plus in my opinion go watch it the way they use color is amazing in this series Ragyo herself is just like always glowing because she's just like that deal. She is top dog no matter what. Um, a lot of colors are doled out to make the characters pop out more. Like you could tell like some of the scenes where they were animating, like they just took the storyboard itself and just like animated over that. And I love it. Like you could tell you could look like it looks like, like it was colored to so, like it was drawn with marker in some parts. It was just beautiful. I love the uh, artwork in the series. It's great. It's very strong, bold colors. Lots of jerking animation, lots of slow motion. The way they used slow motion was actually pretty hilarious for the sight gags for the nudist characters, nudist beach, and uh, especially the one teacher whose nipples were always glowing. Yes, that's right. I said nipples were always glowing. You have to check it out. This series is crazy. 100% recommend. Also, check out any of the other studio trigger animations, which I personally have to go through the catalog myself. And also learned that Studio Trigger also has a Patreon, which I didn't know. They uh, seek out work to get more fun so they can do more projects. If you're one of those type of people that doesn't mind sp sparing a dollar or so, go support them. Give them your money so they can give you more great series like Kill la Kill. Promora itself, I heard it was really good and I really, really want to see it. So again, check out Kill la Kill. Great animation, great artwork, great story. It will have so many little twists in there. It's gonna it's gonna keep you on the edge of your seat the entire time. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy yourself. Great ride. And now I return you to whatever he was talking about. Tell this man to give me money. It was it's just oh man, where do I start? First of all, it's made by Studio Trigger. It's um the same studio that made. Kill the Kill. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's a pretty cool anime. It's crazy um premise story. Kind of, it's about a it's about this chick who goes to this school and has this magical dress. It's crazy. It's like her outfit is alive. It's an alien, and like people, all their outfits are like pretty much have this alien fabric in them, and they fight, and it's just it's just outrageously dope. And check it out. They they also made um, what is it, Lagorin or something like that? I believe I could look it up, but I'm not about to because I'm lazy. Anyway, it's like a relatively newish studio, established in um 2011, I believe. But as far as I know, Promare is their first feature length movie. It's dope. Um, first thing that comes to mind was just the colors. Oh my god, the colors are just bananas. It's just, I, I've, you will probably never see so many different hues and vibrant colors and just the contrast. It's just, but it's just crazy. It's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But with the story, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Fire Force. And that's the first thing I thought going into it. Like, oh man, it's just Fire Force ass movie. Cause basically they live on a planet where some people are, uh, well, they're burnish. They're called the Burnish. 
and they um they 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 have fire inside of them they shoot fire they they you know spit fire all that and they i don't basically they burn shit they don't really kill people they just burn shit and it was just dope how, you know, and then they, of course the story is about the, leave it to the Japanese to make anything fucking interesting. They're like, yeah, you want a story about firefighters? I got a fucking story about firefighters. So you in the end, they're going to go to fucking space. Nigga, the fight fires? Yes. Like what the hell? And they do. And it's fucking dope. <laughs> but going into this, it's like, you know, from the premise, from the way it looks, the whole setup, you don't, you can't take none of this shit seriously. It's straight cartoons, you know, and it's dope, and I appreciate that. And it gives me a world to concentrate in. It it's, has its boundaries and standards and stuff clearly set, you know. And I guess the beauty of it just being a movie is that if it went over longer, like, a you know, an actual series, maybe they would have had those problems and you would have had those complaints. But none really here. Maybe if I seen it more than once, I definitely would find things to complain about. But no. Nah. So basically, you have the fire force, and they like have mechs and robots and these ice guns and all this, and they fight these burnish, and they um you know imprison them and put them in this prison, and they because far as the fire force know, they just want to kill people and burn things and hurt people, so that's what they do. And the story starts off with one of the main characters, his name is was it Gota, I believe, and side note, kudos, you know, clap clap to japan for me always making the best fucking uh protagonist characters damn near ever i mean with just the same damn mode but just doing it over and over again and killing it and knocking that shit out the fool can park anyway yeah, the main character is on um, things like gota he's a blue-haired shirtless guy pretty much uh you're running a meal goku more like a luffy but without the powers, you know, I'm just stupid. And I'm, if I die doing this shit, that's what the fuck I do. You know, but it's cool when it works. He's got a crew of firefighters. Most of them really don't really get too much shine. They're pretty much just used as accessories for moving him through the plot, which is fine. Throughout the story, they, they're fighting. And as you would suspect, it, it's very, um, it's, you know, predictable, but not in a bad way. I mean, it's about the action and you can tell that because the action scenes is nice. And speaking of that, it's, it's, I guess it's all CGI or computer animated. And I'm really not a fan of stuff like that because it gets to looking fucking wonky and unnatural and just non-fluid. And it just, I can't fuck with that shit. Like I am, I hate fucking anime when it's hand drawn and it goes straight into fucking, or as Doc would say, rotoscope. Like she made that shit up. But it's fucking real. But yeah, this is just, just a lot of it is, you can tell it's made by a computer, but the quality is very good. It's very consistent when the action is fast. It doesn't lag. It doesn't look, you know, it, they, they, they know what they're doing. They have a very distinct style and visual presentation and it works for them and they are killing it. But back to the story. So the main character, Gota, long story short, he's fighting one of the guys who's the, uh, his name is Leo. And he's like the head of the burnish. He's like the fucking Jim Morrison of the burnish, which is funny because when I seen all of the fucking clips and looking at the pictures, I thought that was a chick. But it's a dupe. And again, Japan. Anyway, they become rivals. They fight at the beginning. Uh, Gota catches Leo. Eventually, Leo breaks out. And, you know, so 
basically sets up these people are outcasts when you become a burnish you can't help it you know and they just uh, you know they're just kind of like on some x-men shit kind of but the x-men would set fires to buildings and shit long story short of course, the governor, the guy who runs everything, this nigga's a billionaire and all this shit, and a go- he made a city and became the governor of it. I don't know how you become a governor of a city. Wouldn't you be a mayor? But anyway, and I, I can't imagine a billionaire mayor. You ain't aiming higher than uh, and than that. Nah, I'm just going to run this shit with my iron fist, son. Anyway, still. So this guy ends up saving Gota as a child from a fire. And because of that, this nigga Gota became a firefighter to live up to the standard of his hero and to make his hero proud. Blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, action scenes. Cool shit. Yeah. And you find out, Gota finds out that he's using the, uh, the his, um, his hero, the, the governor, is using the burnish and experimenting on them and treating them like animals because it wasn't until, of course, you know, classic shit. Gota was captured, captured by some burners that he realized they were just regular people. He saw them eating and he was like, you have to eat. He was like, yeah, if we don't eat, we die. We're just like you, but with fire powers. And at that point, you know, that all the people like us, niggas bleed like us. So that's what that was. So. After he found out now, Leo was like, man, fuck you. You don't care, nigga. He's like, I want to help you, nigga. Man, hell no. That's why you experimenting on us. Nigga, Gota was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you really don't know? So, you know, Gota went back, went to the governor. It was like, nigga, because he had gave him a medal earlier for doing some reckless ass shit and saving some people. And he said, I don't want this shit. And he was like, why? Because a medal is made to be given by somebody to show that they're good work from somebody who they hold in high esteem. And I don't hold you in high esteem because... You experimented on people. So, of course, the governor showed this and that, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to use these people's powers to do this because their powers are doing this. And we're going to make the magma come out the center of the earth and bathe the whole world in lava. So, anyway, he ends up having to fight him. Things ensue. He he teams up with uh, Leo. A lot of mech action. Mech. Like, you know, mech. Robot. Zoids. Not Zoids so much, but mech. Kind of cool shit, you know. The action is very nice, very good. Uh, plot predictable. Whatever you think is going to happen at this point pretty much does. They save the world. Uh, short plot twist, predictable plot twist, but good because it's timely and it's just classic tropes. I'm not saying this is the greatest movie in the world, but I don't have too many complaints about it. I like it, you know, and um, hmm, what else do I have to say about this movie? It had a black guy in it and he didn't die. You know, isn't that, isn't that wild? But yeah, anyway, closing this up, I would definitely suggest, you know, definitely buying it on Blu-ray DVD or if you can catch it in theaters, catch it in theaters. It's a good movie. Well done. And, um, yeah, Studio Trigger is really dope. Check them out, man. But take a break. We'll be right back. Blurred up. Hello, this is former President Barack Obama, the greatest president of your lifetime. I wanted to take some time out of my busy schedule of doing nothing to tell you about Hyphen Podcast. Now, Kellen, while he hasn't always agreed with my policies, I still like the son of a 
And while I can't make you vote or listen to every podcast, please listen to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. Take it from me. I killed Bin Laden's b- Trust my taste in podcasts. Hyphen Nation, featuring Kellen Conley and semi-regular co-hosts Marcus, Sean, Mala, Robinson. You know, Kellen Pods, Marcus Wright. It's a better tandem than the 96 Chicago Bulls. And I know, I killed Bin Laden. And Kanye, Kanye was so jack. But for Michelle and the girls, all love to hyphen nation and the hyphen podcast group. And keep bringing your daughter on; she's beautiful. And I know, well, you know. Do 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 do. A podcast called Fresh. Hey. Podcast called Fresh. This is Maps. How can I help you? <laughs> yeah. What's up? So yeah, this part. All right. Been talking about it for a while, hinting, dropping little, little. I guess that would be a hint. I don't want to say nuggets, and that might be like sound like shit. Yeah, we've been talking about Pokemon. This is my review: Pokemon Sword and Shield. Way after this came out, <laughs> this is my first. It blew my mind when I, you know, after I got it, and I realized the last Pokemon I played was Silver. This is like the first Pokemon game I've played in 20 years. That shit is bananas. I didn't even like this shit when I first started playing it. I got into it because my cousin had Pokemon Blue and this shit was blowing it. This nigga was like just, just acting like it was everything. I come visit this nigga. He like what, four or five? Maybe six years younger than me. Maybe a little less. I want to say like four or five years younger than me. So I come visit him like, hey, you want to play some PlayStation? Whatever? Oh, no, nigga. I'm like, nigga, you're not playing PlayStation to play a Game Boy? Yeah. Nigga, what the fuck are you playing? Pokemon. What? So he's showing me, and I'm like, I'm not seeing how this shit is dope. Nigga, what the fuck? Scratch and growl? Why would I ever want to use growl? Scratch. But, you know, I saw that it was like everything for this nigga. He really wanted to catch off 150 Pokemon. So I said, fuck it. It's my little cousin. I love him. Want to get close to him when I ask, you know, shit in common, like a good big cousin. So I bought me a used Game Boy and bought Pokemon Red and started playing. Eventually, we got all 150. Uh, 151, I guess, with Mewtwo. And then he bought gold and I got silver. And after that, I just gave up. I was done with it. It was fun. I appreciated it. It was something to do. But it's funny because I had seen once they kept going with all the different ones. I'm like, no, nah, because he had got yellow. I'm like, what the fuck is yellow? It's the same as the other one, but this time you get Pikachu when you start out and Pikachu walks behind you the whole time. Nigga, Pikachu ain't really that dope. I, but he's just, it's Pikachu. Whatever. Also, imagine my surprise. This, no, this, this is how he sold me on this shit. He had, I hadn't really seen him play the game a whole bunch. So he showed me the cartoon. Like, this is what the fuck is about. I'm like, all right. So I'm watching this shit. It was the episode where fucking Pikachu beat Onyx. The nigga like shocked the fucking right, uh, uh, electric uh, the sprinklers. Got the water on him and shocked him. I'm like, nigga, that shit is kind of deep. Bet. They caught the bus fucking the game. GameStop got that shit. Got home. I was like, there's no point in this game where I do this shit. Oh, no, that's just a cartoon. You son of a bitch. But it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, you know. So anyway, like I was saying, I just saw what it was. And I'm just like. I'm just going to wait until this shit picks up and gets on some three, three-dimensional shit on the next-gen console because I'm not 
you know, then my cousin, I think he had that, whatever that game was for the 64, the Pokemon fought, like Pokemon Arena or whatever. I think that, was that what it was? Maybe it was. I don't know. And I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, this shit can be done. So I didn't play shit till now, you know, till like last year I got fucking shield the day it came out. And it, it, it could be a lot better than what it is. And it's funny to me and I'm still trying to figure this shit out because me, Mr. I like playing games, murder, murder, kill, kill. Lately, it's just I've been like, I really, and I've always loved role-playing games, but I'm really enjoying a good level grinding game. I can just sit back, you know, sip something, maybe roll up a couple, get nice, and just kill a couple hours. And that's really what I've been doing a lot of since this whole passing of people and things. Terrible business. But I make it sound like I'm doing this shit terrible business, but you know. Oh boy, here I go killing again. And it's just good just to play some fucking Pokemon. I put on some fucking um, music, you know, listen to some podcasts. And um, just play that shit and just zone out, you know. But anyway, while playing Shield and shit, I decided to, uh, you know, just, just go on to Facebook. Because I knew I wasn't going to be able to get all the Pokemon I wanted, you know. So I went on there and just seen what. I could get for trade. So I just, you know, joined a lot of groups and it was surprised me really. Cause there was a lot of people who had beat the game quick as fuck. Like today is the 5th of March, right? I just beat the game yesterday. Wasn't cause I couldn't, I just didn't want to. I did damn near everything I could up until there was nothing else to do, but beat the game. You know, but it just get, you know, and, and back to the thing with the groups. And it was surprised me. It was a lot of nice people who were just willing to trade me. Cause my first thing was I wanted the, I wanted to have the game. I wanted to have the first three starters, you know, and I started and I got the, uh, monkey grookey. I sound nerdy as fuck, right? So I got the, you know, I got, I got the grass type. So I was like, I wanted the fire type and the water type too, you know, just to have that shit. Cause I want to feel like I'm fresh. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I just met people and people made posts and they were just like, yeah, I'll get this and that and blah, blah. And it was like, it really surprised me how nice a lot of these people were, you know. And I'm thinking like, oh, shit, because my profile picture got my black ass with Deku on that bitch. And I'm thinking like, oh, you don't say no crazy shit. But white people, black people, whatever. And a lot of it was white people. And it just was really nice people. It really surprised me. And they were like, oh, well, that's cool. I understand. Well, you know what? It doesn't even matter what you give me. I throw this in. Here's this. Like, oh, wow. Thank you. And I got a lot of dope shit just off of just inquiring. You know, then after a while, I started getting crazy with people trying. I need three Master Balls for this. I didn't even know what the fucking shiny Pokemon was. This is fucking how how green I was. Like, all the I thought, like, in Sword and Shield, I thought those were all brand new Pokemon. That's how much shit I had known. I thought, like, all oh, these motherfuckers are new. So it was, like, blowing my mind because I didn't know a lot of these were from other versions. So each one I seen is literally like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what does he do? You know, so it was fun. Still is kind of fun to me. But, yeah, just, just talking to people. And then I just started seeing, like, how people started talking about people. And and I say this later in this interview that I have with um uh, this gentleman named Tommy Diamond, which sounds like a fucking pimp or a drug or a king drug kingpin, doesn't it? But anyway, no, I said uh, ginning and it's ginning. Um, I feel like he made emphasis on that later on and I because I fucked it up. And even if he did, kudos for what I deserve for fucking shit up. But it's called ginning. I never heard of it. I didn't know that people could go in 
and you can hack your system and do all this shit and make Pokemon. I didn't think it was that big of a deal until I started realizing what the fuck shiny was and how people will, you can get IVs and it's like, dog, they legitimately be breeding these motherfuckers. Like with this one, this one is like, they fucking breed these motherfuckers. Like they used to breed slaves. Not cool, dude. This one, this one, cause it got this power. So this one, this one, this shit is fucking deep and it was blowing my mind. So then I started finding out it was people who will be like, yeah, you pay me. Cause the game has these Pokemon that are like Gigantamax and they're like these Pokemon that get super big. They look different. They have these powers and they do like a special move or some shit. So, and to get those, you have to go to these things called arrays, like these little dens. And then sometimes they have beams shooting out of them. They have to go to the dens and they usually have like these red beams. And sometimes they have a purple beam. The purple beam is like the rare one and it gets you a super duper rare. Uh, Pokemon spawn and sometimes if you do it enough and they're like it's crazy some of those you have to do like 50 times till you get the Gmail Pokemon then when you get it you only have that time to catch it if you don't then you gotta do this shit all over again the shit was so hard you had motherfuckers saving their game turning off the fucking uh, auto save shit taking the fucking system time skipping that shit forward to like another people was putting in work because like a lot of these different pokemon you could only which i think was fucking dope as hell you could only catch during certain weather conditions and certain weather conditions would only really happen depending on from what i'm understanding where you are in real life in the world so if it's fucking december it will probably be snowing and you can get some pokemon that come out in snow some only come out in certain times people was fucking putting that shit forward Motherfuckers had their fucking uh, switches in like 2032 just so they could get this shit right and they can do that shit. Then it was a whole nother thing how they was doing it. We was freaking the time and all this shit. And there's a lot of you can go on. um, Who is it? Austin John plays plug. He has some guy on YouTube. We talks a lot about that shit. And it's a lot of hacks that people use to get these different kind of Pokemon. And you got, like I said, shiny. Like what's shiny? Shiny Pokemon are like exactly the fucking same Pokemon, but their colors are slightly different. And when they come out, sometimes they have squares. Sometimes they have like a little diamond things come off and it goes bling. That's it. And sometimes you would have to like fight, you know, because when you play Pokemon, you go around and you fight them. And, um, you know, in the wild and shit. And this shit is kind of dope because you could actually see these motherfuckers out and about, which I thought was dope. But anyway, like you would have to fight a certain kind of Pokemon, maybe like 400 times. To finally get a version that pops up that it's shiny, if that, or if you're breeding them, people are like, I didn't bred 700 eggs and I got this shiny Vulpex. So instantly I see that shit and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing that shit. And again, let's bring it back to the whole beginning thing I was hearing about. And people were saying like, yeah, they had these people who do this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, I'm looking into it just because it's interesting to me. It's just blowing my mind that motherfuckers is making money selling Pokemon. And I tried to get a couple people to talk to about it, to interview him for the podcast. I couldn't, you know, first guy I get, I wanted to ask him. He never hit me back. He, you know, it was cool. I wanted to get a brother, ask him, you know, to help him out, promote his shit. But he never got back to me. The other guy never got back to me. But Tommy Diamond got back to me. So that's what's up with that. But yeah, but it's just, it's just the whole getting thing. Come back to that. They had a lot of people who was making money. Like it was this one guy I heard about. His name was Chaos. And he's on Discord or something. And what they do is, and this is another thing I want to tell you about. Okay. With the Pokemon in the game, people got mad because I guess all together, there's like five. And later on, we talk, talk about this in the interview. That's right. Your boy got a fucking interview. But later on in the interview, we, uh, we talk about that. And basically, Tommy talks about that. 
And this is about how, you know, some people hack the game. And a lot of stuff I look at it because I'm Mr. You know, get it how you live if you can. I just thought it was funny that Game Freaks, when they made the game, Side note, I just, you know, I wish they would have made it to match up Breath of the Wild's graphics and stuff because Breath of the Wild to me was fucking beautiful. But I get what fucking Game Freaks is doing. They're like, we're going to focus on you having fun and adding extra shit and stretching this shit out for long as hell so we don't have to make another one for a while. When we do, we're going to milk the fuck out that shit. You know, I get it. Money moves. But anyway, in the in the fucking, I guess, in the in the game, in the data, people data mine, all the information for all the Pokemon, they're already there. They're already in the game. So what people were doing is you got some people who would buy two switches and stuff and they would hack one and they would just take out the Pokemon that were data mined in there and they would make them and you could trade them or they would do it in such a way that, you know, some of them they would trade if you could to other people. So you could have the only problem was you couldn't take them online. So when I found out about that, it's because I started hearing a lot of stuff about people talking about getting banned and they people would post pictures of them with like, were like a, a, a litten and that wasn't even in the game yet. That was like last year. They would have all these different, like is that a Venusaur. What the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? They would have all this shit. Like, how'd you get a Squirtle? And you know, the fun thing with that, the Pokemon is the competitive nature. You want to, you know, got to catch them all. Pokemon. Yeah. All that. So you like, damn. And then if you competitive, you're like, what the fuck? I mess motherfucker somewhere with a Squirtle. And I don't even, I don't even know where to look for one at. So I'm starting to see like how these motherfuckers is doing this shit. All right, let me see. So I'm asking, 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 asking. And then he was like, you give me four master balls. I'll see what I can do for you. I'm like, ah, whatever. So I keep asking. That's when I found out they was talking about, you know, they got people that are getting Pokemon. I'm like, what is getting? You know. And then, you know, they had this one guy. He had a deal. I got a dollar for a master ball. Bet. Get five Master Balls for $5? That shit is dope as fuck. Remember I was telling you about the Gigantamax Pokemons? You do a raid? Shit. You don't want to do that shit, throw a fucking Ultra Ball, whatever you got, and the shit don't work, and then you missed your shot. I'm with it. So, it just really blew my mind with this whole thing and how I figure it's just like people getting mad because you bootlegging movies. People don't really care, you know, and it just was crazy to me that earlier I said it was so many nice people. So many nice people. All the people who were anti-gainers were just going hard. And it was just, you know, and a lot of times I sp- spoke to the people who would do stuff like that, you know, gain and stuff like that or hack it. And they were pretty cool people. You know, and it's like, I understand with anything you do well, as Joker said, whatever you do good, don't do it for free. I get that. One guy I talked to, I was trying to do an interview with, he didn't want to talk, which I completely understand. Said he made like $4,000 in a couple of days for just getting people donating him some money and he's selling a Pokemon. It's just crazy. You know? So you got all these people on there who, who are hating on other people because the way I look at it and what really happens, you have a lot of people who legitimately do that shit and they're like, all right. It got some people who just want their favorite Pokemon. Like my thing is I worked really hard to find me a fucking, uh, Applin so I can uh, Applin so I can turn into a Flapple because that's probably like my favorite Pokemon and I had to work hard to find somebody that's you know to do the trading and do all the shit and give it to fucking Applin needs to evolve into this and shit and sometimes like I get it you don't it, like if you like me 36 with 5 kids I ain't got time to be doing this shit and to be doing man no I might get on a couple hours a day I play the game for a good day I can play a couple hours straight 
you know. All in all, to wrap this up, I think Pokemon Shield, and I guess as well as Sword, Shorts, Dang, I cannot say Sword for anything, can I? I think they're good games. Out of five, I give them about four. Yeah, four. Three and a half, four. I think it's a good game. Of course, Game Freak could have did more, but like I said, they're playing for the long game. So I get it. About to go to break right here. And when we come back, you will have my interview with the leader of my champs, Jim, on Facebook, also on Discord, Tommy Diamond. If you are in the Pokemon, check him out on either Discord or on Facebook. Cool dude. You got to run some really good deals, some crazy stuff. You got to listen to it. Apologize for the low quality. Had to do the interview over the phone. Not complaining, just trying to. Explaining to you guys why maybe the different quality, what you're used to. You say that a lot now, you can go to hell. But yeah, so it's your boy Maps. Be right back. Blurred up. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations. I'm Melisette. And on a frightful fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. All right, man. What's going on? Everything's great. Thank you. That's good. I'm glad you're having a good time, man. All right, I want to say welcome to the podcast. I also said, um, you know, thank you for taking time out your day. I guess let me start off by asking you, uh, how long have you been playing Pokemon, and what version is your favorite Pokemon of the game? Wow. Well, I've been playing, honestly, and ironically, since the Diamond series. Like, I did wow, the older ones. Yeah, I've been playing since Diamond. Um, I never got into it before that because I was young. Money issues, yeah. poor family, yeah, I feel it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel, so, you, I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, well, back in, into the Gen though, when it goes down to it, I've always loved the original Gen 1. It's a classic, that's okay. where I started watching the cartoon, so Gen 1 would be my favorite. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, myself, I started, uh, first one I played was Red. I only played because uh, my cousin wanted me to play. I played that, and I played Silver, and this. Now, Shield is the first one I played since then. Nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty much, my mind is blown with all, everything is new to me right now. <laughs> Listen, I think everybody's mind's been blown because initially when they released Let's Go, we were highly in the impressions when it followed the old system, but instead it was just Pokemon Go for the Switch. Yeah. Then it released this, and it's like, wait, this is the classic system with a few additions to it that really blew everybody's mind off the water. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. It blew my mind because, I mean, of course, I know a lot of people complaining about it when it came out because I know a lot of people were expecting, like, Breath of the Wild. But, you, you see, know, I'm sorry. In my opinion, I want to say in my opinion, the community, some people in the community are very unappreciative because here's the thing. When you look at Pokemon as the brand, as the game itself, right, Pokemon yeah. has never been cooperative, so to speak. It's always been a single-player slash competitive online system that's all it's ever been yeah now it's a competitive system everything you love about pokemon with the addition of co-op 
So people are thinking, like you said, it's going to be breath of the wild. It's going to be like, oh my God, it's only so much they could do. But ultimately, when you look at the game as a whole, as a, from a developer's standpoint, the game has evolved in many ways, and they do listen to the community. Look, mm -hmm. instead of releasing a ultra sword, a ultra shield, they're releasing DLC. That's unheard of. They've never done that. This is the first time in history they're doing this. On top of that, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Capcom and the Monster Hunter route. They're doing the same thing that Monster Hunter does. They're implementing new things like the, um, the event Raid Den. They're implementing new Pokemon. The same exact concept that Capcom is using for their successor. King Freak is doing this for this game. So I'd say the community needs to understand that, pay attention to what's happening instead of just fear-mongering or just jumping in and saying, hey, this game is unfinished. Because a lot of people that say the game is unfinished, they honestly just go off the word of mouth. They're just following the masses yeah. without understanding or having reasoning as to why they feel that way. They just feel that way because somebody else said so. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's like, and then again, if you look at it, like I look at it, I try to look at it from the way, you know, the Game Freak or whatever, look at it. If you don't like it, what else are you going to play? So it's like either mm -hmm. they're not hurting either way. So it's like, and they could have made a game that was super dope and everything and all that stuff, but then Lord knows when that would have came out. Uh, came out, you know. So I'm like, oh, I can't complain. Like you were saying, all the DLC and stuff. And even when I, people were complaining in the beginning about how all the Pokemon weren't coming, and at first I thought it was dumb. Then I thought about it. And I was like, that's a lot of Pokemon to bring to this you game. That's so you crazy. What's up? You know, so crazy on a business standpoint. Um, when it comes to that, this is my argument for it, right? People feel okay. to realize. And this is the part of elitism when it kicks in. Not every old Pokemon OG is playing the game. New people are playing it. Do you understand how yep. old? Matter of fact, the game won't sell as well if they had the whole national decks. That is absolutely overwhelming for a newcomer. Do you understand the frustration yeah, yeah. with somebody picking up Sword of Shield their first Pokemon game? They would be so flustered at seeing all that Pokemon. So that was smart what they did. That was a smart tactical approach to introducing a game that fits the audience that they're appealing to. And that's what a lot of people fail to realize. I look at it from a business standpoint and that's how I agree with it. And look what they're doing. We're getting, what, 200 Pokemon per DLC or something of that nature? We're getting a lot more instead of the typical, let's go Ultra Sword, Ultra Shield, or Super, or whatever, and just revamping it, adding 10 extra Pokemon like he normally used to do. They're adding hundreds right now. So the community yeah. honestly needs to sit back, look at it from a business standpoint, and realize what's going on. Because they're getting their money's worth, in my opinion. They're getting more than their money's worth. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. They are. I can't. I can't even. Uh, I can't argue that. Well, definitely. I want to take some time out to talk about you and what you're doing and everything. And um, you know, your opinion about the whole. Because uh, like I said, I'm new to this. Behold, people just the, the the cloning, hacking, getting, and all that stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. When it comes down to it, Jenny, is how should I say it? It's basically, you understand, making the Pokemon to some nice specifications and delivering it to them. Well, but when it comes down to it, though, um, these things cannot get you banned. They don't really, they don't harm the person that's receiving it. The only person that could suffer would be myself and other people who are doing the same thing because what we're doing, we're altering the files. We're altering the save files because we make the Pokemon, we put it back into the Switch. So that's us. So a lot of people say, oh, we can get banned for having that Pokemon. That is not true. Nothing will happen to you. The worst that can ever happen, and the only thing that can ever happen to a player that has a gender Pokemon, is that they decide to go to a VGC. If they go to a VGC and there's a check on their Pokemon, 
if the Pokemon doesn't have legal details, then yeah, they're kicked out of the VGC, but they're not banned. They just will be booted right out of it. That's it. You know, that's okay, the worst that's that would happen to a person. Dude, I was really interested in that and, you know, with the whole, with the whole thing, because I've seen, like, you know, in your group and everything, people were like, yeah, you'll get banned. And, and it's, just, it's just crazy to me, because when I first found out about it, like I said, I haven't played since, like, Silver. And it's just, like I said, I got a full-time job. I got a wife and kids. And it's cool for somebody to be like, I, can, I get why somebody was like, I don't feel like doing all that. I just want this shiny, well, shiny, whatever it is. I'm willing to do, do whatever, pay a couple dollars, whatever, however they do it. To get in, it's like, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's destroying the game, and it's like I get it. It's like so even if somebody gets something, you can't go online with. I look at it like it's your game. You know, mm-hmm. people just don't, so angry about it, and trying to report people. That stuff just just blew my mind. I'll be truthful with you. That's one of the reasons, and I have an article on that. I actually wrote a pretty decent article on my announcements in regards to that. You see, there's people out there that say, hey. I want to go out there and get it myself. I understand that. That's a sense of pride. That's a sense of accomplishment. I will not knock that. But there are people out there that have reasons for Jenning, such as they want to get a competitive team. And believe it or not, Jenning keeps them playing the game. If Jenning wasn't a thing, a lot of players would not play the game because they don't want to sit there for hours or days or even weeks, some even months, breeding a competitive team just to go online with. Well, they can just contact a Jenner and say, hey, can you just make this for me? All right. They got everything. They're ready to go. Like, for example, I run a league. My, lead, my leaders always come to me, but I tell them, hey, go breed. I'll, I'll joke around and say, go breed for them. And they'll say, no, I don't want to breed this. If I got to breed, I'm leaving the league. I'm stopping, putting my switch up, not playing this game no more. I'm playing something else. Yeah. <laughs> and also, forgetting that, like, look, let's look at you, for example. You have several children. You're working. You're married. You, for a prime example, you cannot sit down and breed these Pokemon. So a person like mm-hmm. myself would come in and say, okay, we can give you what you want. It alleviates because at the end of the day, time is money. You don't have time to sit down and run, especially if you have a family behind you, you have kids and whatnot. You just want to play the game and enjoy it. And Jenning allows that because you just come in, place your order, receive it, have fun, do what you want to do, while you focus on what matters most, which is your IRL situations. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I, to me it's it's cool. Like I don't look, I look at it no different. It's like even with people who like, oh, you're doing this and that, and I think about it. Well, you're not doing nothing that's not in the game. It's like if you're making stuff that's just crazy, like you were saying. Even if, I feel like even if somebody did want to make something that's just oh, this is just crazy. As long as it's in your game, and like you say, you're not trying to play competitive or anything. That's that's your thing. But I like I tell you, I just, an, I've never thing. seen that. That's another thing. Game Freak made sure they eliminated that this time around because in the older generation, it was a thing. It was, they had a term. They literally called it Hackmons, where you put 252 EVs in every single stat. That doesn't work no more. They check everything when you go online and competitive and let you know if your Pokemon is illegal. And if it's illegal, you cannot use it online. But you can still have fun with it in your main game. So in my opinion, there should be no issues with that because you're not being hindered by this person's hacked Pokemon. You know what I'm saying? Now, if it's legal, yeah. then yeah, okay, it's going to go online. You're going to fight against it. But having a legal versus our, not legal, but a legitimate Pokemon that you sat down for days on end to breed and whatnot and raise versus a Pokemon person that has had his Pokemon gender in two minutes, they're both the same. Because ultimately when it boils down to it, it doesn't matter how the method of acquisition was. It matters of how you play your game and your knowledge on the battle itself. And people fail to realize that. <laughs> you know, you can do that yeah. into battle, 
And you'll just beat me off the simple fact of knowledge. It, it's a thing. It, people feel surprised. You have to understand how to battle goes, how to place battle goes. But like I said, people will always complain about jetting. And then ironically, people fail to see this is the biggest thing that's been getting me recently with a lot of members, and just in communities in general. They'll complain about Gen Pokemon. They'll complain and say, oh, that's illegal. I don't like it. But five minutes later, the same person that had the, like, say, for example, myself, I will get bashed, and people will be like, oh, you're a Jenner. I don't like you. And then five minutes later, I'll have a uh, giveaway saying, hey, free shiny Mewtwo's. I'll have about 300 of them for a giveaway. The same people bashing me will still jump in to get a Mewtwo just to use it. And I don't understand yep. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't get in saying that, like, the same person will be like, using the same person, like, oh, this and that, that junk is up. You're doing this, but like, oh, my God, look, I got a shiny Mew in the surprise trade. It's like, you think that's not somebody just gave that up randomly? But <clears throat> I want, I guess. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just so funny to me how angry people got about it. And like I said, this is my first time just seeing any of this stuff. And I'm just looking at people actually call or contacting Nintendo and saying, like, yeah, these people are doing this. And it's like. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy because you can go on just, just you can go on eBay. I've seen people talk about you can go on eBay and, yes. and search a Pokemon and you can get that. It's like I don't, it's like I don't even think there's no way you can stop it at this point. I think, I think if they wanted to, they would have. I would assume. Agreed, agreed. But you see, here's the thing. I like how you broke that down. And there, there's one word that encompasses your entire last one minute of the speech. It's called fear. Now, to me, I've always told people, when you're scared of something, it, fear to me means the lack of knowledge. You're scared of it because you don't understand it. But once right. you do, you get into it. Like, just many people that have purchased from me, off the fact, and they were the same way. They were anti-generous. They, they were scared of it. They are like, I don't want to deal with this. This is nonsense, whatever. And I'll sit down and break it down to them. And then they were like, wait a second. So everything is legitimate. Everything is straight to the very T. It's literally the same as the as backcourt of the game. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. You know, that when they see it and they understand it and they get it, they're, they're fine. So, like I said, it comes down to a lot of people are just misinformed, uninformed, or just overall in fear and refuse to understand, listen, or learn. Like, let's use a popular YouTuber. I don't want to name names, but it was a YouTuber that tried to scare Jenner's recently. He said, hey, if you put your Pokemon in home, all right, well, multiples of the same one, they'll get deleted because there's a home tracker in it. It is I think true. I heard about that, yeah. Right, it is true to an extent. But what he didn't realize to mention is the method. You see, if you take a Pokemon from your game right now, put it into home, it gets a tracker right then and there, right? So you could put, you could say you want to make 30 of them, and you put them into home. You're safe, you're fine. Okay. His issue was he took it out of home, put it back into his game, then decided to say, hey, let me go ahead and duplicate it. You can't do that because then you have the same tracker across the board, and Home detects that and deletes all of them. So he's not mentioning any of that. Then he also, on top of that, he's so misinformed, he didn't realize that you could delete the tracker manually, too, from it, so it resets it and makes it seem like it was never cloned to begin with. And then you clone from there, put them all in back into Home, guess what? They all have independent trackers, so they'll never be deleted. So that's what I'm telling you. It's a lot of people that just fear mongering and don't understand what they're doing or what's going on. Yeah, it, it, it just seems like what you were saying earlier. It seems to me like you got people who are just angry 
don't understand. Then I see is people who are jealous because I see somebody. Nobody should be able to uh, making some money off of stuff like. And I look at it. Well, I mean, if you don't, if you're not. They're not making you pay for it. I don't care if they're charging a penny. What is it? If anything, I, if I was going to be mad, I'd be like, I wish I can get in on that. But what? other than that, and that's a that's a big one too. I say I agree with you. People have said, oh, you shouldn't charge money. Do it for free. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. No problem. I'll give you one Pokemon for today. I'll see you next week sometime. You, on top of that, right, I'll use myself for example. I charge a premium price for my stuff, but I'm also always developing. I'm always doing other things. Like, for example, the other night, I had an Autogen bot in my Discord. I pushed out within 12 hours 2,147 Pokemon for free to the entire community. That's the exact numbers logistically. As of right now, every hour that passes, I'm running a surprise trade giveaway where I have 16 particular Pokemon, all nicknamed, linking back to the gym. I am sending out 500 Pokemon an hour, every hour until somebody claims my prize of the expansion pass. First person collects all 16 gets the expansion pass for free. So that's what I'm doing. And the funds that I charge helps with that because who's going to pay for potential damage because these are battery devices, right? They could die at any point. They yeah. could discharge on top of that. My electric bill on top of that. I'm running a computer to power everything at all at once. I'm running through FTP. You know, it's just so much overhead, just actual fiscal costs. Who's going to cover that? I'm not going to cover that. So these right. sales do help cover it, and people fail to realize that. On top of that, when I do giveaways, right, look at community. Right. Look how huge the giveaways are. And that's all because it's funded. You know, every dollar I make goes right back in. I don't keep the money. Like today, I had a great um, week. I went and bought three more switches just so I could give out more stuff back to the community. I don't uh, even keep the money. Crazy. I literally always add it back up. Yeah, I literally add everything back up. I add it back up. I buy a new switch, bought everything. I spent over $1,000 today, three switches, and I bought three copies of Shield just to ensure wow. the community can go crazy and have fun with the money. And I said, I don't keep it because this is not my bread and butter. I'm an investor. I'm an FBA um, third-party seller also on Amazon. That's my bread and butter. That's what I care about. I don't care right. about Jenny sales. The Jenny sales is the community helping one another. They, put, they purchase. I use that same thing to buy hardware supplies or whatever for the Pokemon community, and I push it out there right back at them. Wow, there's no way anybody can be mad at that. you got to respect that. <laughs> right, and that's why a lot of people, there's people actually know about other generals, not um, buyers, but a lot of generals, they're like, oh, your prices are crazy, and I'm like, well, prices are not crazy. If you see what I do, it's a difference, because some of them are now stepping up and buying a second switch, and I'm like, you're buying a second switch, but here I am with seven switches, all automated, botting, and throwing out Pokemon every single hour. God damn it, I like the way you do business. That, that, oh, that's, <laughs> that's just crazy, man, wow. <laughs> that's that wow yeah. that's that's bananas man yeah that's why i say it's intense like um i don't know have you did you go on discord two nights ago when i had the bot up for everyone to try it out no i wasn't on okay. then but I, i've been on there before but i wasn't on there then no gotcha well i'll have it up again um later on most likely tomorrow for everyone to jump in for about two hours yeah like i said it's great because people are, are loving it they're having fun, and it's, it's honestly a phenomenal system, in my opinion. It's a really phenomenal system. Oh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, and I appreciate you being here. They have an interview, man. Is there anything you want to plug or say or whatever on your way out so people know where to find you and everything? 
Um, well, they could check us out on Facebook, at Machamps Gym. Um, on top of that, we will have a website coming up pretty soon that will link both to Facebook and also have services that they can purchase. But just look up Machamps Gym on Facebook, you should be able to see us there. And I'm the admin, Tommy Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you getting in, getting back with me for this interview, man. And assuming my phone doesn't mess everything up, I'll let you know when I'm going to have it up online so you can check it out, man. Thank you. All right, pleasure. Thank you. Have a great night, Miles. All right, you too, man. Thanks. Okay, there you have it. That is the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Feel free to send an email out to a podcast called fresh at gmail.com. If you got any suggestions for anything to review, to cover, to talk about, you hate or love it. Also, please remember to like and or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment. It would help a lot trying to get these plays up. My goal for this year is to just make something off of this and go down to part-time by the end of it. It would be wonderful. More time with my kids. You can find me on Facebook, a podcast called Fresh. Instagram, a podcast called Fresh. Um, Twitter, I don't hardly ever be on that motherfucker. I want to say I'm, I'm a day as miles on Twitter. And always remember... Then, you know, I'm doing the same thing right now. Don't let life get to you. Don't let things get you down. When it gets tough, remember, you do have to live here, but you do not have to mentally exist here. Take your mind and your consciousness, put it in a book, a manga, anime, cartoon, video game. And try to, you know, relax and clear your mind. You know, like Beanie Siegel would say, stop, chill, relax. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for listening to a podcast called Fresh. Once again, I am a Miles Amadeus Prower, a.k.a. All Black, a.k.a. Deku's Daddy. And this is the end of our episode. Peace out and blurred up. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. Bye.